Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Well, I want to get straight to my assignment this morning. Uh, If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. And uh, our reading will begin at verse number 1. Better open up my Bible. It says, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. I want to read verse 3 again. It's from verse 3 that I want to lift a, a subject for our lesson this morning. To whom also he showed himself alive, after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. I want to share with us this morning for my allotted time about the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The things pertaining to the kingdom. Can you say that with me? The things pertaining to the kingdom. Again, the things pertaining to the kingdom. Look at the person next to you and just say to them, kingdom things. Come on, tell someone else, kingdom things. Luke, the writer of Acts, is writing his second letter to Theophilus, and he's giving him a recapitulation of Jesus' life and ministry. When you track and trace the life and ministry of Jesus, you will find him consistently teaching on the kingdom. Most of the parables are on the kingdom. His first discourse when he started his public ministry, recorded in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He repeated in verse 23 of Matthew 4, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And all through his ministry, he is consistently teaching about the kingdom. And so this morning, I think it's critical for all of us to understand some things pertaining the kingdom. Jesus was crucified on the cross, shed his blood for the sins of the world. He was buried in a tomb, and on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And when we acknowledge Christ, accept and confess him as our Savior, we become, the Bible says, new creatures in Christ, new creation, new species, one that never existed before because now God hear and see us through the blood of Jesus 
who is the Christ. Colossians tell us in Colossians 1, it says, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of his dear Son, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, that we were called out of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear Son. So now we are citizens of the kingdom. And now that we are citizens of the kingdom, we must learn things pertaining to the kingdom so we can maximize our kingdom citizenship. Being in the kingdom is one thing. Understanding how the kingdom functions is everything. We were in Italy some years ago. We went on a trip with a group of pastors from around the nation. We didn't know each other. We met in New Jersey, and we all flew to Italy. The trip was prepaid, so we knew where we were going to stay. The food that we were going to eat was paid for. So every day we had a tour guide. And we would go from Venice to Milan and Rome, and we were traveling. As a group, we had a, a tour guide, and she had a little yellow umbrella. And we would follow her. She, she reminded me of Mrs. Hathaway. <laughs> if I got in at Beverly Hill, Billy's in here. <laughs> and every day at dinner, we were eating pasta. And after about two days, I was pasta out. <laughs> and my, it was cold. I had the sniffles. And I didn't want any more pasta. I wanted something hot. And I wasn't accustomed to eating what somebody wanted me to eat. My kingdom mindset kicked in. I'm from South Louisiana. I want some real food. So one day, as we were taking the tour, my wife and I played hooky. We got at the end of the line. As they were going, following the yellow umbrella, we broke away. We in Italy, walking down the street, looking for somewhere to get some food. And we pass by this restaurant. We look in the window, we see people eating. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> we go in, but what I didn't know is that when we went in, the waiter was Italian. The menu was Italian. I don't speak Italian. So what we did was we looked at other people that was eating. 
and I saw someone with a bowl of soup. That's what I wanted. My wife saw someone that was eating chicken and potatoes and vegetables. That is what she wanted. I do know sign language. <laughs> and I told... And we were able to get what we needed. It would have been better since I was in Italy if I knew how to speak Italian. I would have been able to function better. So it is in the kingdom. When you're in the kingdom, you need to understand the language of the kingdom. So you can get your soup. <laughs> Our fruitfulness and productivity in the kingdom is contingent upon our understanding the ways of the kingdom. It is critical for us as believers because how you live your life in the kingdom will ultimately be your witness. In Matthew chapter 13, it says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one. Do I need to tell you who that is? And catch it away that which was sown in his heart. The moment you hear the word of the kingdom, the Bible says the wicked one come. That word catch it is not a good word because it means he snatch away that word that was sown in your heart. When someone snatched something from you, I don't care how saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled you are. I went to one of the members of our church. She was sitting on the front seat. And I want to use her as an illustration. Very mild-mannered lady, one of the ministers of our church. And I said to her, I say, if I come and snatch your Bible out of your hand, I say, now you love God, you full of the Holy Ghost. How would you respond? And before I could finish saying it, the, her countenance changed. Her face said, you better not do it. <laughs> he come to snatch away the word of the kingdom so you don't get the understanding of it because he know that once you know how the kingdom function, he will never be able to lord in your life again. But verse 23 say, but he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some 60, 100-fold, 60, and some 30. So our fruitfulness in the kingdom is connected to our kingdom understanding. And the fruitfulness is our witness to a dying world. 
that we have to live a life in such a way that when they see us and hear us, they want to be a part of this kingdom that we are connected to. Kingdom understanding empower us to be a more effective witness. Acts 1 and they say, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be a witness. Jerusalem, all of Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. He didn't say you shall go witness in. He said you shall be a witness. And the difference between the two, when you go witness in, you have a set time that you're going to go and be a witness, a witness, and then when that time is up, you're done for the day. He said, but you're going to be a witness is who you will be, that every day of your life, you will walk in kingdom dominion. You don't put it on and take it off, it's who you be. He said, you're gonna be a witness. And he said, you're gonna be a witness because people are going to watch you. He said, it's good to pass out track, but it's better to be a track. And let them follow your track into the kingdom. The Bible is the constitution of the kingdom. In it are our bill of rights. We won't know what's ours unless we read it or hear about it. We're citizens now of a kingdom. We have dual citizenship now. I'm a citizen of the kingdom and I'm a citizen of this country. But I'm a citizen of this country to represent the country where I'm from. I've been born again. I'm a new creature in Christ. This world is not my home. In Romans 8.32, Romans 8.32, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. That's one of the rights that we have as citizens of the kingdom. God say, I gave Jesus, my son, the best. If I gave my best, why would I hold anything else back from you? I spare not my own son. And how much more, he said, well, I freely give you all things. But if we don't know that, we'll be scratching and clawing, trying to get God to give us something. He said, if you read the book, the Constitution, you'll find out that it's already yours. Luke 12, 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm. Now, in the kingdom, it is illegal to worry. Let me tell you what worrying is. Worrying is meditating on a negative outcome. You sitting around waiting for something bad to happen. 99% of the things that you meditate on to happen never happen. And you have the ability as a citizen of the kingdom to stop some things from happening. 
I saw a young lady the other day, and I understand we live in South Louisiana. We done dealt with a lot of storms and floods and hurricanes. And when the weather report, reporter began to give the forecast, I know a degree of anxiety getting people. I understand that. But I saw this young lady the other day at the bank, and I always speak to her when she come in, but she had a, a, a sad look on her face. I said, what's the problem? She said, I was affected by the flood in 2016. I understand. And the weather report is saying that we're going to see that kind of rain. And so I'm worried, I'm nervous. I say, wait a minute here. I looked out the window, the sun was shining. The sky was blue. And she was worried about something that had never happened. Not to mention the fact that we as kingdom citizens, we prayed to storm away. It's illegal to worry in the kingdom. The Bible tells us to take no thought for your life, what you will eat, drink, or wear. That your heavenly Father know you have need of all these things. He said, but if you will seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, his way of doing, he will add all these things to you that the believer is supposed to live in the add to life. That you seek God, you seek his way of doing things, and you just look back and he just added something. You never pursue or seek after things because whatever you seek after become your God. You seek after him, his way of doing, and he will make sure that everything you need, you'll have it. Now, here it is. As kingdom citizens, we are ambassadors for Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, but all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And maybe I gave you the wrong scripture. But it says that we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech us in Christ's stead that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Well, let's talk to the ambassadors. Because when you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, we become ambassadors of Christ. An ambassador does not live in the country that they're in. They live in the country where they are from. We are not from here now. We are citizens of the kingdom. Our names have been written in the Lamb Book of Life. We have been pre-registered by God. We don't have to get the heaven door to knock and find out we can come in. God opened up the book and there our name is. We have a new name. And God didn't give us our new name because he knew we would put it on Facebook. And we'll tell everything about us. And the, and the devil only know about you what you tell him. He can't read your mind. 
So God said, I'm going to put your name in the book and I'm going to seal the book. So that Satan can no longer accuse you because he's the accuser of the brethren. He tried to make God look bad by attacking his children. So he liked to come and say, God, look at your children. Look at Wallace, what he's doing. And God look in the book and say, I don't have a Wallace up here. His name has been changed. And I'm not telling you. But now we are ambassadors of Christ. I want you to hear this. We represent God in the earth because that's what a representative do. We are representatives of the king who sent us into the earth to represent him. We are ambassadors of Christ. And as ambassadors of Christ, we live in the embassy of God. And we're not authorized to say or do anything other than what he has told us to say. But when an ambassador is in a foreign land, anyone in here that have ever been into one of the United States embassies, when you walk in, no matter what country is in, everything in there will remind you of the United States. And everything that you need to sustain you, the government makes sure you have it so you never have to leave out and go on the black market to get anything. And one of the challenges for the body of Christ is that we like to sneak out of the embassy and go into the black market and try to sneak some stuff back in and it don't work. Don't marry the right person at the wrong time. Let the king marinate them for you and put some tenderizer on them for you before you get to them. If not, the meat gonna be tough. But also, at the embassy, they have soldiers to guard the embassy to protect the citizens that's there to represent the government that sent them there. And if anything happened, there's a phone in the embassy, a red telephone, they give you direct access back to headquarters. And if anything happened, if anything go down, if you need anything, the government tell you, make sure you stay in the embassy. Don't leave out. Your protection is on the inside. But then that's a challenge. When in a foreign country, they tap the phone and listen to your conversation. But how many know that God is smarter than we are? Now, some of y'all struggling with that. Believe me, he is. <laughs> and what God has done for his ambassadors, he has given us a phone that we can call back to headquarters and we could talk in a language that the enemy don't understand. I can pick up my phone out of my bosom and chiba come bring it a boat, cotis calabande de cotis calabo. 
and the enemy is on the other end listening to what I'm saying, but they're saying, I don't understand what they're saying. They're talking some strange talk here, but one thing I do know that the ships and the boats and the planes is bringing them what they want. That's a kingdom benefit. That's something pertaining to the kingdom. And as long as we stay in the kingdom, the king will make sure that everything we need, we will have it. When you obey the king, he will give you what you need and who you need when you need it. You never, ever have to leave outside of the kingdom for anything. He wants us to live this kingdom life because our kingdom lifestyle become our witness in the world. The responsibility of a king is to take care of the citizens of his kingdom. It speaks volume of what kind of king he is. So he tells his children, don't even worry. I have you covered. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. I know what you have need of because I don't need you running behind stuff and things. I need you to represent me into the earth. I need people to see you walking in kingdom dominion. I don't need you to be worried and, and pulling your hair out and being concerned about how you're going to make it. He wants you to walk in the confidence of who he is, that my God shall supply every need, that you are more than a conqueror, that you can do all things through Christ. It's not just a quote, but it's a reality in your life. And that's a world out there that need to see the manifestation of the sons of God into the earth. We need to see the power of God manifest in the earth now like never before. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen through us. When we was in Italy, the tour guide, when we would go to dinner, she would sit in a corner away from us and she was eating like a butcher's hound. <laughs> and we eating pasta. <laughs> and I said, like my daddy said, this dog won't hunt. <laughs> because I have a kingdom mindset. I cannot allow myself to be subject to that. I got to be free to do what I want to do. So I told my wife, honey, let's break away. And we need to walk in that kind of dominion. Not arrogance, not heady or high-minded, but with confidence and assurance. So we can go to people that's lost and let them know, brother, sister, you don't have to stay in that situation there. I want to introduce you to somebody that will pick you up, bring you out of there, wash you in the blood. They may have to hold you down for a long time and let the blood get all the way through you, but he will bring you up. You, you can't go too far. It's never too deep for him. Get into his kingdom and learn your rights as a citizen of the kingdom. And let it be your lifestyle. It's not Sunday, it's not Wednesday. It is a lifestyle. You put the whole armor on and you never take it off. You sleep with it. You don't even have to wash it, just keep it on. 
and becomes our witness into a dark, dying world. You know, they say the reason why many people don't come to church is because they know too many people that go to church. So people in church become a deterrent to others from coming in because they hear them talk about how bad things are instead of how good things are. You don't know what's going to happen. Yes, I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is what the Lord has said. We speak over our life. The Bible says through faith, God created the world with his words, and he made us in his image and after his likeness. So you create your world with your words. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. What about getting up in the morning saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It could be cloudy. It can be stormy. But I can change the situation in my life by the confession of my mouth. That's kingdom understanding. Jesus taught his disciples how to live in the kingdom. In the mountain, when the people followed him, it's time to feed them. They say, we don't have enough money to feed them. Someone said, that's a little lad with two fish, five barley loaves. They said, what is that among so many? Jesus said, chill out. I'm about to open up a buffet in the wilderness because Hear me, the thing pertaining to the kingdom, whenever you are faced with a situation to worry and stress out, if you refuse to do it, if you trust the king, he will release a grace and anointing to take care of the situation. You will never know that if you get worried. He told them, chill out, don't worry, bring it to me. He blessed it, he gave it to them. And they distributed it, and everybody ate a fish po' boy. <laughs> and then they had baskets left over. And it had been debated, where did the basket go? I think I know where it went. Who sold the little boy? He gave up his lunch. So God, Jesus sent him back home with baskets full of fish and bread. And when he got back to the house, his mama said, boy, where you get that from? <laughs> I gave my lunch to that man that was preaching up in the mountain. And he fed everybody. And then he gave me this and told me to bring this back home. Because if you bless God, he going to bless you. If you take care of his business, he's going to take care of your business. If you take care of his house, he's going to take care of your house. If you take care of what is precious to him, he will take care of what is precious to you. It's time to pay taxes. They still didn't get it. We don't have no tax money. Jesus said, chill out again. Go fishing. And catch the first fish that come up and open up his mouth and in it you'll find some supernatural money. Because the kingdom life is a supernatural life. You can't figure it out. 
You just do what he say do, and he keep on adding to you. He keep on adding to you. You just look around, and he has added something to you. Because God don't need us to be stressed out and worried about how we're going to make it because if we get consumed with how we're going to make it, we're not going to witness to nobody. I say you won't witness to nobody. You don't want nobody saying nothing to you. But he wants us to live a life, a stress-free life. But we can be an effective witness everywhere we go. They call that the kingdom life, the add to life. And that's what Jesus taught. He taught on the kingdom. Jesus didn't teach on Jesus. He taught on the kingdom. He never tried to get people into heaven. He wanted to get them into the kingdom. He never tried to get them to join the church. He wanted to get them into the kingdom. When he gets you into his kingdom, and you get kingdom understanding. All of the things that you know to do and need to do, you would do them. And that's, the Bible says, as I move to my close, in Matthew chapter 24, this is your assignment. Read it. He talks about all of the occurrences that would take place in the earth before he returns. The first thing he said was, beware of false prophets. And he repeated. Then he said that some will rise up from among us and deceive many. Meaning that false prophets not going to be people out on the street. They're going to come out of the church. And they're going to lead people out. He said, beware of that. He talked about earthquakes in diverse places. Talk about famine. All of the things that we're seeing in the earth. He wasn't talking about Baton Rouge. When we were children, when it was raining in Baton Rouge, we thought it was raining all over the world. And then he concludes this discourse in Matthew 24 and verse 14. He says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, proclaimed to every nation as a witness. And then shall the end come. The message of the kingdom is the message that will usher in Jesus Christ. And the world will look at the church and they will see a manifestation of the kingdom of God in our lives. And it will be a witness. They will run. They want to be a part. They'll see us. In the midst of everything that's going on, we're still praising God, saying hallelujah anyhow. And people are desperate, don't know what to do. The church is the moral compass of the earth. We have the answer. We are the answer. Christ in us, the hope of glory. The Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. One translation says it's as though God was speaking through us himself on the scene. That's how we live. And that's become our witness. And men will be drawn to that. People that's in the world, anybody in here besides me ever been in the world? By my own confession, I was a rascal and a booger. I cut up. 
out of ignorance until I heard the truth of the gospel. I gave my life to Jesus. And there are many people, there are millions of people everywhere like I was, and they need to hear and see the gospel lived out in the life of somebody. They need to see a new creature. A man that was on the other side of the flood with me, he saw me on television. And he called the church, and he wanted to know, was I the same child? He called my parents' name. He went into my genealogy. Is that Charles Wallace off of North 49th Street? Is his mama name Isabel and his daddy child? He called all of my brother's name. God saved him? <laughs> and he concluded God must be God and God must be real. Yeah. Well, our life should be a testimony of the power and the anointing and the goodness of God, they should be able to see a change in us. Yeah. And that become our witness. So now I just be on TV and folk get saved just by looking at me. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit HealingPlaceChurch.org.